Beyond, beyond, beyond. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Podcast Beyond, episode 334. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside the pride of Long Island, Colin Moriarty. Hello. Hello, how are you? I'm all right, how are you? I can't complain. And then, making his Podcast Beyond debut? Yes. yes. Bobby. 1984. It's about time. It's I thought you were going to leave me today. I thought you were going to leave me today. I was not going to leave you today. I thought today. you were going to leave me today. You're, you're a fan favorite, Bobby. If people don't know you, explain yourself to the kids at home. Well, I guess I'm known as the Call of Duty guy here at IGN, but when I'm not playing Call of Duty, I'm taking out the garbages, I'm rubbing <laughs> Greg Miller's feet, and I'm harassing Colin to send the pub in photo correct way. But outside of that, I do DV here. I publish all your trailers and gameplay videos. Everything you guys come to IGN for, most likely I publish it for you. Gotcha. Boom. So, so you, you're, the, you're the backbone of IGN, I say all the yeah, time. Yeah, the man behind the scenes. You got to start demanding more of that money. Don't, don't get me started on that. Okay, cool. <laughs> but you're, you do, everybody knows you do weekly Let's Plays for Call of Duty. You're starting to and start Titanfall. off with Titanfall. I'm saying I'm getting yeah, there. Get Calm there. down, bro. And Madden. Don't forget the Madden. And Madden. Madden we did, yeah. The mm-hmm. Madden series mm-hmm. that you ended up tying up. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> Colin. Hey. How you doing? I'm all right. Sorry, I'm just sending an email. It's like fine. Adam Who are you emailing? Schefter over here, man. Just got all the breaking news. Uh, That's what he does. That's why they call him Scoops. Yeah. Scoops. Scoops. Moriarty. Scoops. Hey, Moriarty. There was a G.I. Joe called Scoop. He was kind of lame. He came with a camera, and like my friend bought him, you know, and, and we were pl- you know playing with our GI Joe. Yeah. Like, where does this really fit into the? He was the war photographer. Yeah, he was, but it was just stupid. He came with like a little pistol, and a, and everyone else came with these machine guns. I never heard of him. Yeah, no, were I you a big GI Joe fan? I used to watch the cartoons really? in the morning. I, don't, I never heard of him. There you go. I think you're making it up. No, I think no, I'm, he definitely is. Not, I'm definitely not making it up. <laughs> so, are, are there's sure one you, thing I know. It's, are you sure yeah, you're yeah. not thinking of the Jeff the Cameraman figure from yeah, the Uncharted yeah, series? Yeah, no, 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 no. Jeff's dead. Oh, I know. Just like Jeff Rubenstein. Yep. May he rest in peace. Both of them are dead. He's not dead. He's just, he went to the Xbox. Oh, okay. You can't tell me who you're emailing, though, huh? Uh, no. You almost done emailing? No. How do you So I'll just talk to Bobby more? No, is no. We can keep, let's just keep going. And then when you, when you <laughs> read the email. Let's begin the yeah. show with what is and forever will be the Rope Report. <laughs> Time for some news. I'm very excited to see how you write an email while doing the segment. <laughs> Watch and learn, Greg. Real quick, ladies and gentlemen, if you didn't know, Podcast Beyond is IGN's PlayStation Podcast, the number one PlayStation podcast on the internet. We post it as an MP3 every Tuesday. Even this week, a lot of people thought we wouldn't get it done because of GDC taking us all over the place. But this is our dedication, Bobby. Man, I'm we're here. making it happen. And I'm here. You're here making it happen, too. Mm-hmm. Then Wednesday goes up as a video form on IGN.com, Boom. on the PlayStation 4 app. Go get it everywhere. Colin! If I, if I ever get back on here, man, let me know. So I can go shave and groom myself. This is your own fault. You don't know the I show. That's not I my didn't problem. know we was doing it today. I thought it was going to be tomorrow. So oh, okay. that's why I look a mess. But come right. on. Let's go You look news. great. You look, yeah, you look great. Like a dynamite. <laughs> you look like a million What else would you have done? <laughs> Everybody's watching the video probably on IGN. You see, he's got this nice hat on. He's got the white shirt. Shave this monster up. Man. You look good with it, though. I look rough. Yeah, that's what you want to look, though. Rugged. Mm-hmm. Like a cowboy. Look like I don't get no sleep. Got kids. Well, yeah, that was your own like. fault. You, I told you not. I told you this was a mistake. <laughs> I, I told you I'd help you lose them at Disney World if you wanted. And you're like, no, nah, I'll keep making them. I'm like, all right, whatever. See how I got another <laughs> sentence and a half out there. Yeah, yeah, he did, didn't he? <laughs> and you're sending it as like Morse code <laughs> as fast as you can. There are uh, 11 items on the list this week. Uh, number one. PlayStation 4 firmware 1.62 is now live. Boom. It weighs in at nearly 350 megs and focuses on, quote, fixing operational quality during use of some PlayStation 4 format software, That's end quote. That's the update I've been waiting for. And improves, quote, image quality for some applications, end quote. Wow. Might be mandatory. Just go download it and get it out of the way. That's just a little piece of housekeeping. That's not really that So turn on your PS4s and get it done. Uh, it was me. Oh, okay. Johnny Finnegan. Number two. <laughs> A slew of new apps are coming to PlayStation Vita. Hulu Plus, Redbox Instant, and Crunchyroll, all three already available on PlayStation consoles, will now be usable on Vita. I also saw that maybe NHL Game Center is coming to Vita, which is interesting. Mm, do you care about that as an NHL fan? I have NHL Game Center, but I well, use Would you ever laptop. watch on your Vita? No. That was the thing. When they brought Netflix to the Vita, I was like, oh, cool. And then I was like, I didn't do anything with it, of course. I've never used it. Now you're just doing it. You're not even going to be part of the conversation every time? Okay. Got a few more words out. You're a big hockey fan, Colin. Yeah. I am. Avi writes in and says, Colin, yeah. hypothetically, if the Islanders were playing in Game 7 of the Stanley Cup at the same time as the Jets playing in the Super Bowl and you could only watch one, which would it be? That would never happen. But so he, says sure <laughs> he says hypothetically. It wouldn't. He says hypothetically. That only word. would happen because most of those teams are terrible, but because they just take place at different times of the but year. But hypothetically, which one would you watch? The Jets. Wouldn't you just get two TVs in the living room? 
when yeah, we just go to underdogs? So. That's yeah, how we I do it. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not worried. That's a problem that will never happen. Okay. <laughs> Avi has more questions. Quick fire. Keep writing your email. Bobby, okay. what's the craziest thing you've ever done? Oh, I can get in trouble. Oh, I don't think well, I will censor it. Censor the story. Uh, Dial it back. What's the third craziest thing you've ever done? You know what? I don't have too many crazy things, but one thing I did do, and I, I regret it because I, I believe in karma that come, or in that and what goes around comes around. Yeah. I was walking out of Casper Dogs one day, and I saw a wad of money on the ground, and someone had just walked in moments before I walked out. I saw the money, picked it up, and I thought about going in there. Because I wasn't sure if it was his money or not, sure. but I was thinking, should I go in here and ask this person if this is money, or should I take it? And I took the money, and a week later, two of my tires popped, and mm. I had to use that money to go get the tires fixed. So I never do things like that. I find stuff, and I, I turn it in now. Nice. So I'm, yeah, that sucked. That sucked that I did that. I had, a car- I had a karmatic shift like that once where I got out of the car to go buy Superman. And the on the N64, mm-hmm. and I spit my gum out in the parking lot, and I was like, I, sh- I knew I shouldn't do it, but I did it. I should mm-hmm. find a trash can. I shouldn't be gross, but I was a gross kid, and I did it. And then on the walk back, I stepped in my own gum and then had gum on my shoe, and I was like, Nah, see, that's not that. That's what I did. No, you're a horrible person. Ca- I'm just, I'm just, <laughs> it's cosmic. And then my final quick fire for me was, Greg, give up fast food for a month or gaming for a month. I don't even eat fast food now, so that's what it would be. Everyone just assumes because you're fat that, I you, know. that you eat fast food. No, you look good, man. You used to be a big boy. Yeah, he's, he's losing weight. He's, he's, yeah. he's not part of Team Fat anymore. I, what? A, Colin, don't yeah, that, I'm, I think I'm the leader of that uh, Bullshit, now, Bobby. Do you're, I what, eat, you're doing P90X? I eat, yeah, I just, you got oh, I, guns? Just, I just started P90X two days ago. What, we're dude. doing that? We're slapping our guts <laughs> in the mic? <laughs> oh, it hurts. Look at that. That's still fat. I don't know why everybody's saying I'm not fat. That's what, I'm, that's what I'm rocking over here. Uh, now you have to watch the video you're version. Fucking, you're a shadow of your former what? fat self. Oh my god, you're crazy. Yeah, for no. better or for worse. And you didn't even try to lose the weight, which that's is just the whole thing. Oh, really? Yeah. No, I'm not doing anything different. Still eat my when, wings. When you Greg's eating like grilled food, you be grilling your well, like, yeah, chicken breasts and stuff like that. I think you're eating a little better. You don't eat fast food. You just he eats no. salad. Yeah, yeah, I like salad. My favorite this thing is the whole thing with Team Fat is that it's not about being like I'm gonna go home and eat a pizza every night. Like I'm gonna go home and eat whatever the fuck I want mm-hmm. and do whatever the fuck I sure. want. Sure. Like this weekend when I sat there and played Infamous nonstop and didn't move. Here's the thing about Greg though is that when we go out, we go out once a week to lunch mm-hmm. with uh, with Tim and uh, Nick. Right. And uh, Greg sometimes or like you know to feel healthy. Greg likes to feel better about himself by ordering certain foods. So he'll order a salad, but then he'll get like just buffalo chicken on the salad. Yeah. So it's like a little <laughs> mixture of, of both. <laughs> kinds of things so he got the buffalo chicken salad no blue cheese it's so good um but the other thing about greg is that he likes to make salad at home yeah and he puts it in in ziploc bags but greg does not understand that you can't put salad in ziploc bags without putting a paper towel in it so he'll make all of this salad and waste it every week like a head of butter lettuce and a few carrots lots of that's, spinach. that's the extent of the salad by the way is butter lettuce it's butter and lettuce carrots, carrots cucumbers spinach oh cucumbers. okay now here's the thing bobby Mm-hmm. I, Welcome I, to Podcast Beyond. I tolerate Colin. I enjoy him. For the most part, he's a good friend. Then he comes on a bit strong and really pisses me off. But he, he's got this thing. He's the re- He always has this thing of re- revising history and then cl- trying to claim everybody else did. The salad thing with the fucking paper towel, this guy's never been more right. Because like two weeks ago, I started putting the paper towel in, and it, it's way better. It so it's, right? it's I I never say he's right on anything because he's usually wrong, but he, he nailed it on this one. <laughs> it's because of my dad. My dad's a, a big... Uh, big GJM? Big GJM is a is a borderline vegetarian. Yeah. So, every once in a while, I'll go out with my dad. He eats like nothing but Swiss chard with like garlic. Like that's basically he just, and yogurt. That's basically what my dad eats. Big. So you know, ex firefighter, six three, built, you know, jacked up, but just eats like really healthy. Yeah. Then we'll go to the diner every once in a while, and I'll get a cheeseburger, and then maybe I'll leave like a third of it left, and he'll be like, "Are you done with that?" And then he'll eat it. So you know <laughs> that he he's fucking trying hard. Number three. I was at a panel yesterday, Greg, for Where GDC. At, at a GDC panel given by Riot Games, Tom Abernathy, and Microsoft Game Studios' Richard Rouse III, it was noted that most gamers don't actually finish the games they play. Mm. Using Steve achie- achievements as a metric, it was noted that while 66% of people who started The Walking Dead Season 1, Episode 1 finished it, that number dropped to 39% by Episode 5. Ma- monsters. 56% of Mass Effect 2 gamers finished it, but only 42% of Mass Effect 3's gamers mm. did. That's interesting. Bioshock Infinite has a 53% completion rating. Batman, Arkham City, and Portal come in at 47% each. What? The Elder Scrolls 5 Skyrim has a 32% completion rating. Borderlands 2 is at 30%. Borderlands 2 is a lot to get through. You can totally get lost in sidetracks. That I get 100%. The two men later noted that statistically only a third of people who play a specific game actually finish it on average. Hmm. You know what? For the Walking Dead. Here we go. Dead, no, but I'm, I'm going to say for the Walking Dead one, 
they must they must have made some of the wrong choices because at the end of that first episode, I was like, got to get back into it, got to keep going, and I kept going all the way to the end. So yeah. I'm thinking that's what that was their problem. I didn't play Mass Effect three or two. I started the first one, and an hour into it, I was like, I'm done. First one sucked. I was like, I'm done. So I think it just depends on the game and and the person playing it, mm-hmm. and if they're not enjoying what they're doing, they just like get me out of here. You know, that's how this Call of Duty. I don't even start the campaign. Just you just want to, you're writing that multiplayer. Yep, Start yep. hitting that prestige. Yeah. Uh, Nate writes in, not Nate Ahern, I assume. Colin, mm. I read your article highlighting Richard Ross's speech at GDC regarding the overrated aspects of plots within video games. He states that gamers care more about characters and experience rather than plot. I'll just say this. That bastard could not be more wrong. Aren't the characters and experience predicated upon the context in which we find them in the game? Characters and experience cannot be played, enjoyed within a vacuum. The plot makes sense to both aspects. What are your thoughts beyond, you sexy bastards? All right, so there's a part of this speech. It was an interesting panel. It's only 25 minutes long. They got a lot of shit in this panel. Yeah. For 25 minutes. I've been in the 90-minute panels. had fucking nothing compared yeah. to this panel. So good good on them. Good on them. On Abernathy and Rouse. But what they were saying was that Microsoft did a bunch of research into how people reson- like how plot in games resonate with people in comparison to plots in TV shows and movies. And what they found was that when a person is asked to describe his favorite movie's plot, he can do that at length and very accurately. Yeah. And the same thing with a television show. But when he's asked to describe the plot of a video game, he can't do it mm. nearly as well. And what they use as the metric of is accuracy and word count. Of like the, descri- the description, so a person will give a 400 word count description of A New Hope, but then a 100 word, somewhat inaccurate description of Uncharted 3. Right? Ooh, that's fascinating! I never thought about that. And uh, what they were saying was that when you talk about characters, that people remember game characters. So with The Last of Us, they might not re- remember. They re- they remember that Ellie's the cure, and they have to go find the fireflies, but they don't remember the new show. What they remember is Joel and Ellie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And they might remember Joel and Ellie better than they remember Luke Skywalker. You know, mm-hmm. um, because and what they were saying basically was that what they think it is, is because people, you know, we're observing a movie, we're observing a book, right? right? We're you reading nothing the book. else to do but watch. Right. Like we are playing the game and like you get interrupted constantly because there must be action. And what they were saying was they were encouraging game developers to focus more on characters and the user experience, what they call the user experience rather than the plot. Now, I don't necessarily agree with their, you know, with their findings, how they got their those findings yeah. at Microsoft, because I think it's somewhat unscientific to say like word count. And this this notion, this abstract notion of accuracy, is like the way we're going to to gauge it. Sure. But they're on to something for sure. I mean, um, I don't necessarily agree with that. I get really sucked into plots. And they were talking about all of the aberrations with open world games, for instance, because um, th- they're basically focusing on the three part structure of a story, beginning, middle, end, mm-hmm. right? And how like Fallout Three has no beginning, middle, and end. It has like a very short beginning and a very like you know. And they were saying the vault and Project Purity at the end is the end, but. Every ninety five percent of the game in the middle is whatever Wandering the fuck around, you want. You want. Um, so there's all these aberrations, whatever. But I, I thought it was an interesting thing. I don't necessarily agree because, like Bobby said, like I think The Walking Dead's a great example of a mm-hmm. game that is so compelling. I waited till all five episodes were out to play it. I played it. Yeah, it's smart, and that's what I'm doing now with season two. And I played it through Thanksgiving weekend some years ago, two years yeah. ago, and uh, I was fucking enamored with it. But a game like Journey, which doesn't have a plot and is only two hours long, has a narrative that's strong that spoke to me. Through the character, not because yeah, of the character. Yeah, I don't yeah. give a shit about the character and the score. Well, this is a good. This yeah. example, I think, rings true when what they're talking about. This fascinating. I never thought about it. it. Whenever we argue with somebody about Uncharted Three, right? You and I, are, when we we you, we believe Uncharted Three is better than Uncharted Two. No, don't it's get, not. Shut up, Bobby. No, you shut not. up. You're our guest here. <laughs> Show some respect. Uh, but this is the thing we get into, right? And sometimes when people talk to me about the plot of Uncharted Three, like, and what the hell was Marlo doing? What was she gonna do when she got that thing to make everybody crazy? And I'm always like. You know, I don't care. I don't really, I don't know. I don't care. You know, I loved it because of Drake and Sully, and I loved it because of the f- how funny it was and the action and playing it. I never really got caught up in like, so there you go. what her thing was. So they're right. Yeah, I think a lot of people took offense to it, but I don't think it's something to take offense to. It's just to say we look through the plot and the, through the eyes of the character, which is not that surprising. But when you're watching a movie, you're not really seeing it through the eyes of a narrator or the character. You're seeing yeah. it through whatever they show you. Mm-hmm. You're putting your you're lens on You're always really seeing the game. Like we just played Second Son. We can't talk about it yet. But sure. you're seeing the game through Delson's eyes, even though you see him on the screen. Right. Um, so... I don't know. I, I, they're on to something, but I don't necessarily. You know, I like plot. Yeah, I no, can I definitely. Want it. I could definitely get into the minutia of game plot. That wouldn't I think be you've lost done it once on or it. twice. Yeah. Number four. Gonna come on my show and insult us like I'm that. I'm sorry. <laughs> Shout out to Beyond Crew. <laughs> 
Number four, if you live in Canada, you're now paying more for PlayStation 4, as well as PS4 games and accessories. PS4 consoles now cost $450 Canadian, up from $400. The camera and DualShock 4 are increasing in price from $60 Canadian to $65. I think games already cost $70 there, so I don't know uh, how much they're paying there. But it's that's due to inflation. It's There's parity between Is those Is this costs. because of the Toronto mayor's like drug addiction yeah. and all that stuff? Rob Ford? Yeah. <laughs> Mayor Rob Ford. Is that what happened? Did he put a tariff on games? Yep, there's a tariff on games. And Why would this happen, Colin? You study the economy. I do. I study it every day. Yeah. Uh, no, it's... it's it, it, Sony... First of all, there's a Sony Computer Entertainment Canada, which I, in seven years, never knew that existed. <laughs> and I cover Sony. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, they released a statement saying this, you know, to the Toronto Sun, the newspaper up there, saying that this is what, you know, is going on. But they never implicitly say it's because the Canadian dollar is struggling, but that is... That's what that you is between the lines. Yeah. Gotcha. Exactly. Um, you know, it's the same reason why, uh, you know... I think in Europe, the PS4 is 400 euros, right? And in Britain is even a better example, isn't it? Like 350 pounds or something like that, which would make it like $600. So there's like, there's some parity and there's some not, depending on where you live or whatever. Gotcha. That's the, it was the, a better example is what happened with Vita in Japan when they dropped the price of it only in Japan. It was because mm-hmm. it was costing more there from yen to dollar conversion than it was anywhere else. Gotcha. If that makes sense. It makes sense. Number five. People got mad at this story when I wrote it, but I'm going to... No. <clears throat> mad on the internet? When comparing the Wii U's first three weeks on the Japanese market uh-huh. to that of PlayStation 4's first three weeks on the Japanese market, the Wii U is technically outpacing it. Through its first three weeks in 2012, Wii U sold 557,901 units in Japan. Through its first three weeks earlier this year, PS4 sold 410,000. Um, now, there's reasons for this, right? There's supply constraint issues, maybe... In Japan, I'm not sure about that. There's mixed messages out of Japan about that. It's certainly supply constraint in the West. Mm-hmm. There's a lack of games. Yakuza Aishin was the was the biggest game uh, in Japan, but that's also available for PS3, and it's sold mm-hmm. twice as well on PS3. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, some people pointed out that Wii U came out during Christmas. Now, mm. there's something to be said about that, but there's something not to be said about that. I don't want people to overestimate what Christmas means in Japan in comparison to Golden Week. And uh, what do they call it? Oban or whatever, Uban or whatever. That 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 those are two like national uh, holidays where people do buy lots of gifts and get lots of things. So while Chris, people buy Christmas presents for each other in Japan, that's not the only time that a frenzy like that happens for gift giving. And actually, I think Golden Week's a bigger deal in that in that particular time when people are off and they're on vacation and they yeah. go and buy things. Um, so uh, I don't know that Christmas had anything to do with it. I think that Wii U had a better launch lineup. I think that's probably. You know, is it? I mean, case. it had what, a Mario game. So, do you think? I mean, like, it's never really turned. It's not, Wii U's never really turned it on anywhere worldwide. Do you think that uh, PlayStation Four catches up? Outside oh yeah, no, no. PS Four. That's why I said in the article. You suspect PS Four is going to be fine, but there's a significant. When I saw the numbers, I followed those Japanese sales very closely, and unlike in the United States, they release them publicly every week. Yeah. In the United States, they never release the numbers publicly. You, they, they. It's up to the discretion of the company, or someone leaks the MPD numbers. Mm. Um. So I follow them very closely. When I saw the drop off, like Wii U, PS4 barely outsold Wii U in its first week, but then dropped to like the 60s, and Wii U actually stayed above 100,000 for two weeks. So when I saw that, I wrote the gotcha. piece up and, and did the math, and there you go. So I thought that was an interesting story. Bobby, yes. Why don't you own a PlayStation 4? Um, it it, it kind of goes back around to the kids. I again. told you not to have nah. these kids. Now I, I can get one. Yeah. But I think I think it'll just sit on the floor for right now because. Sure. I'm not really interested in none of those games. I remember you giving me the first Infamous a while back. Yeah. Like, Go try it out and gave it a couple of hours and it just didn't strike me the way it, you know, it strikes you. Yeah. And you know what might make me get, if I see another Uncharted come out. Yeah. I might just go, whoo. Okay, that'll be the push because that'll have a bundle when that happens. I guarantee you. And I might just do 20. Or we talked about this a while ago when we was doing the the Madden commentaries. I saw your PlayStation with the, you know, with your name inscribed. Oh, yeah, yeah. That looks amazing. You're like, I can get you one. I'll go talk to the person and we'll work things out. Haven't heard nothing back from you since. Yeah, well, I'm trying. It's not so, easy to make these things appear on a thin supply air. Supply constraint. Come on, yeah. Man, I, I don't know. You're, Japanese you're Greg Miller. I yeah. mean, I, I was thinking you make a phone call or two to somebody, Yeah. and I'm going to go to my desk, and the PlayStation 4 going to be there. But okay. sooner or later, I think I'm going to get one. I just I just still use the PS3 as like Amazon Prime sure. and Netflix here and there, Blu-ray. 
I'm not seeing what that PS4 is doing See, that much. You're the you're honest. the audience they that we talked about at launch that was trying to get you. You're that you know you were entrenched in Xbox with the Scrub Nation. You're playing your Call of Duty. You got all these friends. The Wolf Pack now. Okay, sorry, my bad. I got kicked out of Scrub Nation. I heard about that. Gosh darn it, magic. But no, so yeah, now you you're they have to find something to make you jump. And obviously Titanfall coming out that didn't that didn't help. Right. Yeah. You know what? That almost. You can pretty much say made the choice for me where I was sitting on the fence going PS4, Xbox. And once I heard Titanfall was coming to PC and 360 and Xbox One, I was like, oh, that made my that made my decision for yeah. me, you know? Yeah, and yeah. then now that I'm playing Titanfall, it's fun, but I'm still thinking, wow, if PS4 really had something else out there for me, like some of those other games that I'm not really into, I probably would have jumped over. But I, I'm just not interested in most of the PlayStation games right now. Yeah, that's understandable. It's a good thing you're on Podcast Beyond. Man. Number one PlayStation podcast in the world. We, we we need to get me on here more often. Maybe I maybe I'll go out and buy one if you get me on maybe three more times. I remember the first 150 episodes of Podcast Beyond when I was like, I'm not buying a PS3. <laughs> That's stupid. Yeah, uh, I wouldn't buy a PS3 until it was three. Some bucks. discourse I don't think is a bad idea. Number six. This one I'm very excited about. So what? Although you won't Rampa. Yep. Longtime Castlevania producer oh. Koji Igarashi has officially left Konami. Igarashi, known as Iga. Oh, in case you play these games, yes. Well, in the credits, okay. There's some fear in, in in old Japanese games of poaching, and vanity, and so a lot of people would use code names in mm-hmm. the in the credits. Ego uh, was uh, instrumental in the creation of the most popular Castlevania game of them all, Symphony of the Night, Post and went Symphony. on to produce a majority of the Metroidvania Castlevania games that came after it. He also worked on both 3D PS2 Castlevania games as well as the notorious, horrifyingly bad Castlevania fighting game on Wii <laughs> called Castlevania Judgment. Which, by the way, I played at E3 with Mark Ryan in like 2008. And we were like hysterical, laughing about yeah. how bad it was. Oh God, that game sucks. He's giving a speech at GDC later this week and promises that he wants to deliver games he knows his fans will want from him. So my prediction, because it's a Metroidvania yeah. panel, is that he's going to announce a Kickstarter for a Castlevania-like game, just like, like a Mighty Number no. Exactly. We'll see. That's exciting, right? That's what you, you, want, you, you want those Castlevania oh, side-scrollings. They can annualize those like Madden or Call of Duty, and I think that they would find an <laughs> audience. Now, uh, clearly there was an economic reason why Konami stopped making those Castlevania games. They mm-hmm. made like seven of them on GBA and DS and then just stopped. Yeah. Um, so maybe they just weren't seeing a return on them. But yeah, I but think that the digital, time, time is right now. Yeah, with a digital platform and you know not having those kind of restraints mm-hmm. anymore, I think you'd be all right. Yeah, oh, those, games are so, those games are so good. Number seven, The Last of Us has sold over 6 million copies worldwide, making it a bonafide hit for PlayStation 3. Indeed, it seems that Naughty Dog is responsible for three of the five best-selling PS3 exclusives ever released when you include Uncharted 2 Among Thieves and Uncharted 3 Drake's Deception. God of War 3 from Sony Santa Monica is also on the list, and Gran Turismo 5 from Polyphony Digital remains PS3's best-selling exclusive by a mile. Pardon the pun. What what game? Gran Turismo? Mm -hmm. Wow. Gran Turismo is at almost 11 million units. Wow. Maybe I need to start doing some commentaries on one of those. (laughs) I got to... uh, I would pay to see you I need to go get my phone charger. All right. Well, I'm going to start... I'm going to... Here... I want you to stew on this question while you run away, all right? Okay. The question is about Last of Us. It's from Big Tony Style. He says, Beyond, if the Last of Us movie does end up happening, who would you like to see cast in the leading roles? You think about that and come back. Bobby, you're big on the movies. This is the thing. Neil Druckmann, of course, writing the script right now. It's happening... The guy who produced some other movie that escapes me at this moment, producing it. That's going to drive me crazy. So who do you want to see as Joel and Ellie? All right. So for Joel, I'm going my all-time favorite, Denzel Washington. Denzel Washington. Got to bring Zell in there. Yeah. Got to bring him. Ellie is a tough one because I don't want to say Ellen Page because that's the first mm, person who I think yeah, of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't really know too many, like, young, or not just young, but somebody that can embody her at the moment. Sure. I mean, Ellen Page is the only person in my in my mind right now. Stick with me on this one. You watch the Walking Dead TV show, right? Right. I'm not up to speed. Do not ruin it oh. for me. I know. I saw the tweets. It's crazy. The comics. You I know. Comics, so you know. Oh, was it happened. not? It wasn't not anything outside of the comics. The sound won't say nothing. I mean, okay. Okay. You, you anyways, read the comics. anyways, the the uh, little blonde girl who they've introduced through the Walking Dead, who was like uh, Carol's. Oh, like okay. surrogate daughter or whatever okay. for a while, but the bigger one. You know okay, what I mean? There's like two of them. Uh, she could be Ellie. She could pull it off, I think. Granted, she's. I'm thinking that because she's in a post-apocalyptic show already, so I already see her in that light. I don't know. If, I, I don't know if I really like. Like she's okay, but I think it was. She could. I think with the right script from Neil Druckmann, she'd be great. I mean, hey, that. Now, see, work. and so, and then when I'm thinking Joel. I see you. You immediately broke the mold of what we think of Joel already. I I immediately jumped to Josh Brolin. Josh Brolin, oh, that big beard he puts yeah, on all the time, yeah. he'd be a good guy. He's I'm got sorry, that gravity. Denzel would kill that role. I'm though. sure he would. He, he Denzel Washington for Joel. He would kill that role. No, <sighs> Denzel's a fantastic actor. I still haven't seen Flight. It's in my Netflix queue. I want to see gotta it. Watch it. Yeah, it's real good. It, yeah. It's depressing, so I can never get Snammer to watch it. What do you got for me? Joel Patrick Duffy as Joel. Oh, that would be fucking awesome. 
Patrick Duffy. Yeah, step Patrick. by step, Patrick Duffy. <laughs> no? No. Denzel, Denzel Washington's killing that role. Who was the who is the girl that you wanted? Uh, he was he was he got hung up on Ellen Page. He's not sold on it, but that's what's jumping to his head. I jumped at with a girl from the current season of Walking Dead, who's done nothing else really, so I can't do anything else with that. <laughs> I mean, I, I think only know her is Lizzie. That's all. That's yeah, only, that's, that's a, only you know her name. That's right. Um, the whole thing is like, the, what's weird about this is that like when I think of Ellie, I still think so much of Ashley Johnson. But Ashley Johnson's older. Could they uh, can they age up the role or does that destroy? No, it? That no, that destroys wouldn't work. That would yeah, yeah. stay. Young, yeah, right. Um. Ashley Olsen as so Patrick Duffy and Ashley Olsen as the last. But Ashley, of us. I mean Ashley Olsen's old too. No, not like old, old, old. Not like they could put her. They could Fanning's back. What about some... Hit Girl? How old's Hit Girl? Oh yeah, she's. I think she's like fifteen or sixteen. Okay, she could do it. Yeah, she's really good. She's really so good. I've seen her in a couple of the movies mm-hmm. outside mm-hmm. of the Kick-Ass series. I, I do. I like that. Okay, there you go. Done. Yeah, Denzel Washington and, and, girl and Hit from, Girl. And what's her name? Like, Show Grace something? Or, really? Uh, I thought it was like. I'll check. I'll do that. You go to the next news story. Patrick Duffy will be the understudy. Patrick Duffy can be David. <laughs> Another just totally out of the left field <laughs> creepy role for somebody. Number eight. In a conversation with IGN, Sony Scott Rohde noted that Sony, quote, loves that people are still interested, end quote, in The Last Guardian. He said in part that, quote, when we see that the public is so interested in a specific game, of course that drives us to want to complete the game, but it also drives us to want to make it great. We would not want to ship that game if we don't think it's great, end quote. He later said that he's, quote, not going to announce what platform it's coming on, who's working on it, who's involved, but that is still a title that's absolutely in the mix of Worldwide Studios, and that he actually likes talking about The Last Guardian. I love that people are still interested in it. That's an honor to us. That's not just me spinning. It's really cool that people are still interested in it, and we're trying to make the best thing we can out of The Last Guardian. I think this E3 is going to be the, the year. This is the yeah, one? Yeah, it finally I, pops? I swear y'all been saying that for like three years. They have. Too. No. <laughs> uh, there's old <laughs> Beyond's where Roper predicts that. Uh, <laughs> Hit Girl is Chloe Grace Mortez. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Chloe. Chloe. Her and Denzel killing it, and Ben Foster is David. Who's Ben Foster? You know who Ben Foster is? Uh, give me a character he is. Oh, shit. Uh, he played in that terrible movie with Bruce Willis, Hostage, uh, while about, man, I'm going to say almost 10 years ago. Oh, a 310 to Yuma guy? 310 to Yuma guy. That's, oh, that's who this I, guy? Yep. Yeah, I know him. Yep, He's like, like the creepy bad guy and everything. Yeah, I, like, I like Ben Foster to play David. Okay. Yeah, I can see. He'd be good at that. Man, I, man can, can somebody give me some credit so I can help with this movie? Because Denzel sure. I'll hook you up Hitler. with Neil Druckmann while he's up here for GDC, and hook you can go up. out there. and Hook it up. All right, you got it. Number nine. Eagerly anticipated RPG Bound by Flame has a release date for both PlayStation 3 and PlayStation 4, as well as Xbox 360 and PC. Look for it on May 9th of this year. Mugen Souls Z also has a release date on PS3. That RPG will come out on May 23rd. Cool. Bound by Flame actually looks cool. Yeah. Number 10. Sony's officially testing rental prices on the PlayStation Network, likely in conjunction with its PlayStation Now streaming initiative. Someone browsing the PSN saw the rental links while looking at the PS3 game Catherine. With one seven and thirty day rentals available, all interestingly were marked as free, likely indicating that this was merely a test. Mm. Number eleven. This is the final one. A bunch of new games have been announced for the PlayStation ecosystem. Two D side scrolling action game Savant Ascent is coming to PS4. Castle Storm and Kickbeat are being ported from PS3 and PS Vita to PS4. Action game Assault Suit Lanos, which is a remake of a, a Genesis game, is coming to PS4. Puzzle game Once Upon or One Upon Light is coming to PS4. Shoot 'em up, Prismatic Solid, and Revolver Reactor are coming to PS4. Action platformer Rocket Bird 2 Evolution is coming to PS4 and PS Vita. Futuristic racing game Race the Sun is coming Good to PS4, Lord. PS3, and Vita. Tower Defense game Final Horizon is coming to PS4 and PS Vita. Horror game Home is coming to PS4 and PS Vita. There are no games for PlayStation 4, though, right? <laughs> None that'll sell Bobby. Man, because all that he's reading, I'm just like. I, I need to open up. That's what it is. Yeah, I have to open up. Do you feel like you're games. too closed up because of the limited time you have to play? Because you made the mistake. I mean, I, I just I just think it started back when I was younger. I mean, I didn't, I couldn't really afford to play like all these different games. Sure. I was stuck with some of the annual, like you know, it wasn't Madden, but it was like NFL games and just like uh, only played like that first Metal Gear on PlayStation mm, One. Is yeah, that? and then I jumped all the way up to Metal Gear Solid Four that right. came out on PS3. Yeah, so it was just. I just didn't really have a lot of money growing up, so it was kind of stuck. I was stuck with a few games that I just played. But now, when I listen to you guys talk about like some of the older games that you enjoyed when you were playing when you were younger, it's, it, it just seems like I never really got that chance to do that. So now I'm just kind of stuck in this closet with my few games. But I'm telling myself, Bobby, you have to break out and play some. <laughs> you other gotta games. come shine, Bobby. Got That's what it's all about. You gotta st- let your colors fly here. Yeah. You got a job now. Chances are they won't get rid of you. <laughs> 
while we're talking mm. about that there Metal Gear, mm. Bobby's talking about he's played some old Metal Gears. That Ground Zeroes is out this week. Eric writes in and says, Beyond. Beyond. What's up, Greg, Colin, and the ghost of Andrew Goldfarb, who will forever haunt the dreams of this week's guest? Oh, man. <laughs> Sorry about that, Bobby. Is that what you got, they say? You got some bad news in there. Uh, in preparation for the release of Ground Zeroes, I've been catching up on some of the old Metal Gear games that I somehow missed. <coughs> this got me wondering, what is your absolute favorite moment from Metal Gear Solid series? Is it an epic boss battle, a touching cutscene, a hilarious codec conversation? For me, it was the end of Metal Gear Solid 4. Spoilers! Not the epic final bi- battle with Liquid Ocelot, but just before that, where Old Snake has to crawl through the microwave tunnel to shut down the Patriots AI using every ounce of his strength as his life slowly drains lots of love keep up the great work beyond I'll go first you can think a little bit I've had a chance obviously I assembled the questions uh, and I've said it before too uh, for me it's always Metal Gear Solid 1 when Sniper Wolf is dying that was like a real turning point for me. I always talk about Metal Gear Solid being the turning point for me in games and seeing what was going to happen and where they were going. And I remember playing that with Poe and we were switching the controller back and off because he was really good at Sniper, but I was good at everything else. And so when you come up to Sniper Wolf and she's talking to you and then, you know, uh, everybody runs up there and he's got the octo camo and he starts crying. Oh, it's touching. Mm. Touching. Otacon. Why Otacon? The best boss fight is Psycho Mantis. I think you were going to say Fat Man. Which we've talked about many times in Metal Gear Solid 1. Yeah. Um, then I won't go over why. We've talked about that At a million length. times. Uh, the Fat Man conversation is awesome, too. Also, Decoy Octopus in Metal Gear Solid 1, when you see him uh, as DARPA Chief. Yeah, was DARPA very Chief. was very a t- very touching moment for me. A touching moment? Yeah. That touched you? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Bobby. <clears throat> um, let me see. Since I only played two of them. Yeah. I only really have, I guess... I don't know if that's the ending part of where you were talking about, but oh, sniping in the snow was that was that a yeah, sniper, sniper wolf? wolf? Yeah, that just that battle for me was tough, man. Yeah. it was like she was shooting, and I'm like trying to figure out where she's at. Yeah, so we're gonna take pills, right? Yeah, yeah you gotta. So that was, your hand. that was pretty tough. I was really engaged with that, so yeah. I think I didn't care about the ending part because I wasn't really attached to her like that. But just being able to heartless, just being able to t- overcome that battle. Yeah. It, it, I had to go change my shirt because I had sweated that out because I was like, man, this is tough. Yeah, but there's that, always so, my, there's so many battles in the in Metal Gear that are like that. I remember in one when you are fighting Rex or whatever and you're running around, you got to use your chaff grenades and all these other different things. Great stuff. Love yeah. Metal Gear. Metal Gear, Metal Gear one two, and two especially are just fantastic games. Mm, mm. Speaking of and, Metal the, Gear. and by the way, the original Metal Gear on, on NES. NES. Or what was the one before that? It was on that weird MSX. Too. Yeah, oh, I forget that. Uh, speaking mm. of Metal Gear, there's a new Metal Gear coming to stores. Bobby, if I wanted to know what games came to stores, where would I go? IGN, man. You fucking fake fan. <laughs> <laughs> Colin, give it to me. The Andrew Goldfarb Memorial list of upcoming PlayStation software on all three platforms by the IGN editors. Dun, 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 dun. I saw him last night. Oh, really? He came he's, to the GDC party. Alive? Yeah. He was back in the IGN stomping grounds. So he's not hunting my, my he's, dreams then. So no. <laughs> good. He's basically dead to me. Dead to you? Yeah. Harsh. Um, PS4 Infamous Second Son comes out. Now, keep in mind Woo! that this comes out on Friday the 21st. It's at retail and digital. You can already find it in stores, but it will likely not be sold to you because the register will decline your sale. How stupid is that? Uh... We've played the game, and it's everything we say about it is redacted, so we'll just save it for the next week. By the way, we're recording a spoiler cast on Friday that will go up on Monday. We're also putting up a trophy wars about it. This kind of touches on it, which we can answer, I believe. Okay. This comes. This is Greeting Beyond Crew. My name is Tim Weisenhunt from VA. I have two questions for Colin. Just you, apparently, Colin, so enjoy that. <laughs> Number one, I know that you've beaten Infamous Second Son. I wanted to know if you could get the Platinum in one playthrough if you did some save manipulation like in previous games. No. No, you can't. It would not be possible. Because is expert unlocked from the get go? Because that's one of the trophies. Yeah, experts unlocked from. The, by the way, experts tough, man. Uh, because you don't. Oh, I can't say. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. I don't think it's that bad. I think it's hard for one specific reason. Do you know what I'm talking about? No. Okay. Come here and whisper me. One more time. No hunt. Really? Yeah. Where? The enemies. Yeah. I haven't even had a. Haven't even noticed yet. Okay, uh, that's interesting because I like. I'm like dependent on it. Really? Yeah. All right. Um, I just wrote on your arm. Good. Uh, you marked <laughs> me. Now everybody knows I'm your property. No, you can't because there are certain trophies. The trophies are leaked, so we're not embargoed by that. Yeah. There's trophies to get all the way to level five as a good guy and a bad guy, which you'd not be able to do with with say like unless you were really crazy with save manipulation, you'd just be wasting your time. And you have to make different choices, which would be able to be manipulated with, save with saves. But 
it's just that's not feasible. It's like the other infamous games. Like you, you will do most of everything in one playthrough, then play it again on expert. Yeah. Um, and go on through from there. Uh, yeah, I guess the the level five thing would be the one that. You'd have to. It, it doesn't make any sense. That way. It, it seemed like it'd be more time-consuming jumping around doing it that this way. Exactly Why wouldn't right. you just play the game again? You could beat the game and then run around the sandbox when you're done. And if you beat it as good, just get that all the way back to evil. I, I assume you could probably do that, but by fighting people in the streets and stuff like that. Yeah, but the but mission takes so much more. Yeah, that's where you get your big bumper good. It's evil. just not worth it. Play it twice. Okay. Uh, Metal Gear Solid 5 Ground Zeroes, also known as the $30 demo, comes out at retail and digital. Funny you on bring PS4. that one up because our boy Tim from Virginia has a second question, again, just for you, about Metal Gear Solid Ground Zeroes. It doesn't have a platinum trophy. Kojima said it's due to Sony's regulations regarding non full priced games. Resogun has a platinum and it's $15. I know others, however, do not. What are your thoughts? A lot of Sony downloadable games have platinum trophies for obvious yeah. reasons. Um,. But no, he's right. I mean, they definitely do have like a thing. You know, Resogun is a full game. Yeah. I, I would say Resogun is a much fuller game than Metal Gear Solid Five Ground Zero is going to be at two yeah. hours long. Um, well, there's other stuff to do, but yeah. yeah. So no, but that that is typically the regulation. But you see exceptions. Dead Nation, I think, was one of the first notable exceptions yeah, when it came out. That was the first one. Yeah, first downloadable game. Um, I think yeah. for me personally, I was talking in the office, right? Like, I think it was just the fact that. There are these regulations in place. I think that most developers don't give a flying fuck about trophies and achievements. And so I bet... Which is silly. I bet that Kojima's staff was like, oh, hey, we need to put trophies in this. How does that work, Sony? And they're like, oh, you're not a full game, so do this. And like, okay. Nobody was like... Wait a second. We want a platinum it's, because yada, yada, yada. nobody thinks that way. I understand why Except people do- us because we have no lives. Well, we like collecting it's not even that. I understand why people um, don't like achievements or trophies or don't care about them. But for developers to be ignorant of how they're important to their game is yeah. actually really silly. Um, you and I talk about this all the time. Yeah. When we finally get laid off from here, when they finally fire us for being stupid idiots, <laughs> yeah, right. we are going to go and start a trophy consulting business where we just come in, we play your game, we tell you what the trophy should be and how to maximize We can ma- make literally hundreds of dollars. Hundreds of dollars. Uh, Stealth Inc. <laughs> Ultimate Edition is available digitally. That's already on PS3 and Vita. SteamWorld Dig comes out digitally. On PS3, Final Fantasy X, 10, 10.2 10, HD Remaster comes Woo. out at retail and digitally. Luftrausers is finally out Woo. digitally. Uh, Metal Gear Solid Five Ground Zeroes, the $20 demo Woo. on PS3 is available retail digitally i can't wait to play Metal Gear uh yaiba ninja gaiden z which is apparently horrendous is available <laughs> digitally and at retail um and that's it for that for vita final fantasy 10 10 2 hd remaster is available retail and digitally loop browsers is available digitally steam world dig is available digitally that's it the stealth inc ultimate edition on ps4 uh, Vince, a huge proponent of that still mm-hmm. thing. Is, is this where you should pick it up, you think, if people have missed it before? I haven't played it on PS4, so I don't know. But, but you I played think, it on the other ones, right? Yeah, I liked it on Vita. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a good game. Okay. Dan writes into Beyond at IGN.com and says, Beyond. 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 You know. <gasps> I'm 13 and beat The Last of Us's campaign, which was really awesome, and I found that games are really turning to a point of very deep themes like rape, parentheses, David and Ellie in the restaurant, and survival of the fittest. Do you think that games will eventually be banned in the U.S. because games like The Last of Us are pushing the barriers of content? Not being negative, I totally agreed with your review, Greg. (laughs) (laughs) I reviewed that, but uh, no, games are protected speech under the First Amendment. They cannot be banned. Um, This always goes back to what I'm always talking about, right? That really, we're just playing the waiting game with all the old people getting ready to die. mm -hmm. Once all the people in Congress who are old and didn't grow up with games die, it'll be just like TV and rock and roll and everything else where the people who grew up with this are going to be like, get to points of power and be like, we don't need to argue about this. There's something else killing the children now, and that'll be the thing that's the worst thing in the world. Yeah. yeah. But right now, like games, every day they get more and more accepted. Mm -hmm. And I'd like, we've talked about this before, we want to see games go in all directions of narrative and, and push all oh, sorts of Oh, I want them to get dark as shit. I want yeah. them to get... I like light, airy games. I like plotless games. I like... You know, but I want games to, like, make me f- super uncomfortable and, and... Yeah, like a good Challenge book. me. Like a good I movie. Like, yeah, like Spec Ops The Line was a great mm, example mm, of that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, so, no. But they're protected speech. The, the Supreme Court has ruled on that, actually. So, uh, the only problem is ESRB ratings. Stores will not carry ESRB ratings of AO which is why a lot of games are curtailed. Right. But we don't have these hardcore rating systems or censorship laws like they do in, say, Germany um, or Australia where games are regularly banned or heavily edited. Um, so in terms of freedom, in terms of game development, we're actually like near or at the top. So I don't think we have to worry about anything here. Oh, good. Yeah. Mm. Everything's perfect forever. I don't know. Uh, when, I look, when I look at that, I mean, 
I've, like like he said, the David and Ellie thing, I saw that and it kind of made you a little uncomfortable. I don't right. know if it's because I have a, a little baby girl and that I think about her and my wife and stuff like that. But, yeah, even looking back at, I think, Modern Warfare 2, they had, I think, the airport. Oh, right, no Russian. Right, right, right. Yeah, and I was just like, I, I played that. and I, I mean, it didn't really bother me, even though, like, like stuff like that is imminent and it happens. But I think for me, it's, it's, I look at it as just a game. And I, I take it as um, the person that's playing it, it's pretty much up to that person to how they're going to handle it, whether they're going to look at that and go, holy shit, I'm going to go do that same thing I saw in this game. Or, you know, if they're mature enough, because I, I look at it like this with, with my son, I don't necessarily want him to see that, but you can't hide all this stuff. I mean, it's, it's on television. Television is turning that point. I'm looking at one of my favorite shows, Bates Motel, the first episode. I don't want to spoil nothing with nobody, but. You, you've said spoiler. You've oh, warned them spoiler. now. You, you, you look at um, Norman's mom was getting raped in, the, in, oh, in geez, that really? episode. And, and you just look at that stuff. It's there on television now. Right, you know? right, so right, right. It went from movies to, to like cable, uh, I guess you could say HBO and all that, to now A&E, you know. So yeah. I, I guess, like you say, it's protected and the shit's going to continue to happen. It's going to get, you say, darker and darker. So it's just up to that person who's playing it to handle it. How are you going to handle all this with your kids then? Um, I, I think for trying to shield them from it is, I think it's the bad way to go. It just, yeah. You just got to explain this, these things to the kids. And hopefully my kids are smart enough to go, okay, Pops, not going to do that in the future. Thanks for telling us, <laughs> you know. But I, I think hiding it is the worst way to go. Just explain you got to talk to you got to communicate and explain to them what it is and what it means and what's the consequences behind doing shit like that so hopefully i'm a good father you seem like you are i'll try to be except for this white t-shirt get a game over greggy t-shirt uh spari writes in and says beyond beyond i was recently watching the um, i was recently watching grounded the last of us documentary and i paused an important detail naughty dog didn't use facial recognition in their mocap for the last of us i was blown away as the animations that ended up in the final game were spectacular with infamous second son out this week i heard in last week's podcast that sucker punch used facial recognition in their mocap do you think that naughty dog will use it or will sony get a facial mocap studio for them too if they use it do you think that it will take uncharted ps4 to the next level um well naughty dog has their own studio sucker punch has their own studio yeah um but he's saying yeah yeah no so like there's not like a sony family studio i think that sucker punch used naughty dogs with infamous 2 or something like that then got their own something like that yeah um but yeah i think i i don't know the technical details but with only 256 megs of ram on ps3 available to do graphics there might have been problems with getting all of that facial recognition stuff into the game, a game yeah. that is already so intensive. Um, but I'm not a technical man, so yeah. I'll let Naughty Dog speak to that themselves. Um, as for Second Son, uh, I will say, I mean, because we've seen, you know, people have seen the game, um, it is dropped at gorgeous. Mm, um, and uh, Delson and Reggie um, look very good. Yeah, their the facial game. animations are really cool. Yeah. I don't know if. I think it depends on what their the next game they're making is because you know like when we, we again not breaking embargoes because you can see all of this gameplay on IGN and we've seen enough cutscenes when you look at Infamous Second Son, I personally see Troy Baker and Travis Willingham like they're those characters are the, those people like they're actors put into like this movie or this game I guess in this point right and so the thing the the flip to that is like Joel and Ellie didn't look like Troy and Ashley necessarily. There's a little bit of resemblance, obviously. But when you're... Cap- they have those cameras in front of them when they're capturing and they're filming their faces so that they can then go in and animate how Miles moves on these characters. So whatever the next game Uncharted or Naughty Dog's working on, if they want the characters to be you know, as played by this person, then yeah, I think they'd go the infamous Second Son route. If they want it to be... The characters of our own creation that now come to life then I think they'd a- hand animate some more because mm-hmm. I think that works so well in Last of Us yeah we'll see we sure will anytime now <laughs> anytime Eric writes and it says beyond beyond I recently beyond. saw Greg tweet quote the world is saved hashtag infamous second son and I was just wondering what that meant I remember you were tweeting something similar with Tearaway and if I recall you didn't like that game at all yeah don't read into it that way Eric uh, the world is saved of course was a hit music video posted here on IGN created by podcast beyond fans during podcast beyond 200 or I guess for podcast beyond 200 and so the song is about finishing a video game like you know you've beaten this game and now what happens next so every time I beat a video game I tweet the, the world is saved music video and hashtag the game I beat so that's why it don't there's, don't try to draw parallels between Tearaway and Infamous. Colin, you got time for one more question? Yeah, sure. Here's what I want you to... You get to pick, all right? Mm. Uh, features you want on the PS4, 
Uh, a guy just got a PS3 and wants to know about the how we should play the Uncharted games. And then Elder Scrolls slash Diablo 3. Oh, Jesus. I got one I got one here, too, that has something to do with Last Guardian as well. No. Uh, let's do the first one. Feature? Yeah. Beyond. Beyond. My name is Austin. <laughs> yeah, I'm that guy at the top of all your friends lists. Oh, cool. Okay. Anyway, my question for you guys today is what feature that either hasn't been released yet or is going to be excluded from the PS4 that you wish was there? Personally, the two things I am hoping for are the DLNA support to stream my content from the PC, and I also remember them touting a feature where you could take over your friends' controls to help them out with games. Oh, yes. Thank Colin for the awesome (laughs) breaded chicken recipe from a conversation. I use that shit all the time now. Good, good, good. I forgot about that feature. Um... The first feature I'd like is for us to be able to change our PlayStation Network names. Yeah, you've been, Shuhei that's Yoshida. one you've been waiting for for a long time. Yeah. You've been beating the drum on. Um, but no, I think uh, one of the features that I, I, I would be really excited about uh, with PS4 specifically um, is, uh, I guess, a, a more granular trophy system. And I think a lot of this comes back to um, my inability to browse my friends list now. See, mm. this is one of the bad things about PS4. This is like one of the only bad things. Now that we have 2,000 friends on PS4 instead mm. of 100, one of my favorite things about PS4, PS3 and Vita was going on and seeing what everyone was playing, right? I never do that at all anymore. Mm. I don't know what the fuck anyone's doing on PS4 uh, or PS3 or Vita because I just can't go through that list of names and then the PS4 browser starts to crash and all that kind of shit. Yeah, I, I'd like through. to be able to accept all my real name requests because I get three in and then it crashes out on me. But I would like a way to like, you know, select certain friends that send them to the top so I can see like what the people favorites you know, like, yeah, really like, nice. I'd really like a favorite send them list. to the top and then have some way to like compare more easily our trophies at a glance like not even say like I want to compare Greg's to Collins but always show me like a few people's trophy oh, counts really and cool. stuff like that that'd be really cool to make you kind of want to strive for more of course I'm fucking obliterating Greg now at this point but yeah you but just hit 26 right 25 25 congratulations thank you thank you thank you, thank you, thank you. but you're uh, not obliterating you're 25% ahead of me but no I'll never catch up I'm wasting you but I like I like having that carrot on the end of the stick right like right. show it would be cool to have like the person right behind you and the person right in front of you in trophy level on your list mm-hmm. that way you know like where you stand have like some sort of leaderboard standings yeah. kind of thing world standings see what's cool about psnprofiles.com um, which is a website i love and ps3trophies.org which i love is that there's these communities of people that are really into trophies they're into finding trophies psn profiles specifically tracks your trophies and who's playing but it's not everyone somehow they have some sort of algorithm that captures i guess active players or whatever yeah if you go on PS4 now, you can see like the rarity of all the trophies worldwide, which is fucking awesome. That's really cool. Um, but it would be cool to get more granular than that. Have leaderboards, like literal, like where do you stand compared to everyone? Yeah. You know, um, that would give people more incentive to to chase trophies, and I think that that kind of thing would be cool because I think trophies are getting more and more popular, actually. Yeah, um, right. I think so yeah. too. Bobby, what feature on the PlayStation 4 shit. could bring you to the PlayStation 4? Ah, shit. Okay, what I look back at, and I'm pretty sure all of this has been updated. My main issue I always had with my PlayStation 3 was trying to get into a party with friends and being able mm-hmm. to, to, to handle. And now, shit, Xbox One completely fucked that system up. Yeah, they, I can't believe they had everything right. <laughs> they, yeah, they, they had everything right. And now I feel, at times I feel like I'm playing on PlayStation 3 when I'm trying <laughs> to get. So I don't know on PlayStation 4 if you guys have had that. I, I hate it trying to get in, in a party with friends yeah. or just to talk to them while they were playing a different game because it just didn't work and that that's what dropped made me go away from playing sure, on ps3 sure. so like i don't want to have to wait till this person gets on call of duty to talk to them if they're playing whatever the fuck they're playing i want to talk to them right so has that been updated yeah they got party now and they have the cross game chat i, I haven't i don't ever use it. i don't use it i don't like talking to anyone <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> but yeah no a ton of people use that um these days yeah on call of duty ghost uh, what I want added is I want to be able to basically put folders on my desktop of the main hub, right? Because like now it's just that list of what I've used and how I've used it, which is great. But then it's just like I'd like to put all my games in one thing, kind of like how you go to you know the TV video section, you drop down and all your apps are there. I'd like to put all my games together and have them alphabetized there because it's already getting ridiculous and we're just starting. Yeah, I think the PS4 obviously is in its embryonic stage. Sure, you know, so I, I feel like the PS4 interface that we're gonna have in and I love it five years. Be like it, it, I mean, I still feel like. It's so much better than the PS3. You oh, know yeah, what I mean? No, like, I'm not, we're not trying to take a knocks at it. It's definitely really, really nice, and I do love it. Like I said, I loved when the PlayStation Store did an update last week on time, shockingly. Yeah. Um, that 
I like was watching a Netflix thing. And I was like, I wonder if it's done yet. And I just hit the PlayStation button, go to the cross media, go to the PlayStation store, look, it's not updated, go back, and yeah. my Netflix thing is just bam, 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 like, bam. Right. It was fucking awesome. Like, Same you, thing with like, you'd never be able to do that in a million years. When I'm hunting like, trophies, I'm like, what is that? I hit it, I go up, it's there, I'm back, I'm done. It's like, I'm not have to wait for that little pinwheel like you used to oh get on the PS3 God, for the, the trophies. It's the worst. I used to unplug from the network sometimes when yep. I go look at my trophies just to stop it from doing that. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been Podcast Beyond, episode 334. Thank you so much for joining us. Remember, every Tuesday we post the MP3. Every Wednesday, the video, which you can get on IGN.com, which just so happens to keep all the mics turned on. Because podcasts are fun, but it's the articles, videos, IGN Prime, and PlayStation 4 app that keep us going. So make sure you go support us there. Uh, you should follow us all on Twitter, IGN's IGN. I'm at Game Over Greggy. Colin is at No Taxation. Bobby is Bobby1984. Bobby, I need, I, need get, I need to get to 10,000 followers. If y'all what are you at right me, now? I'm, I'm maybe 30 under 8,000. So if Ladies and gentlemen. If y'all can get me to 10,000, I won't ask for nothing else. Okay. But Bo- a PlayStation 4 from you. Okay, I'll keep working on that. Bobby's funny. He likes video games. He puts up really good commentaries. If you like Podcast Beyond, you should probably watch his commentaries. I, I know. Stick with me. Call of Duty. Who the hell cares? But the, the, his commentaries are never about Call of Duty. They're always about what's happened in Just his life. listen to it. Little stories. Just listen to him. It's like This American Life with guns. <laughs> every episode of podcast beyond ends in a song we call ryan's wrap up uh today it comes from hannah beyond 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 hi guys just wanted to send in this song for ryan's wrap up it's called old haunts by my brother's band velfo velfo yeah if you're like me and can't pronounce things in french velfo she spelled it out afterwards from the uk it's available for free at velfo v-e-l-l-e-f-a-u-x dot bandcamp.com and also on youtube slash facebook my brother watches all of your game over greggy shows as do i and beyond keeps me company at work anyway love the podcast keep it going no matter how many memorial segments you have to add hannah well hannah thank you so much for writing in supporting all of us and everything we do here ladies and gentlemen is old haunts by velfo beyond beyond Beyond, beyond. Castles with 